0: What's up, you guys? Welcome to this week's episode of God and Government every Wednesday at 11 o'clock. I'm Pastor Stewart, and this is Pastor Brandon. Happy to be with everybody in the feed. We've got 8,000 people watching right now. What's up, fell? What do we got
1: there? Oh, that's not bad. It's not bad. No, we're Folks from around Acadiana tuning in.
0: (laughs) We got people coming in for the conversation. We have somebody in the feed today. Shout out to Christy Waggisback. There you go. She says that she. Set an alarm today mm. for the show. Well, I'm glad that we were on time, <laughs> close to it. Oh, yeah, we were uh, technically 11:02, right? I feel like that's close enough. When like we know people enough. are counting on us, you know, we, we give them we give it our A game. We got to be in there. That's we right. got to make it happen. Get in there and, and and make all the make make the big points. It's good that's times. Right. It's good times. Welcome to the feed, Zach, Pastor Kirk, Aaron Vaughn, Aaron Vaughn, another faithful listener. He's yes. always, even though sometimes we pick on libertarians, he's mm. still there. He's yeah. still there.
1: We're still praying for uh, we repentance. We appreciate you. And um, praying for what? Repentance. So <laughs> praying for repentance and um you know, his heart is in the right place. I
0: feel like I feel like it is. Yeah, I feel like he's doing I feel like he's doing a good but job. But I think
1: today's show he's going to like today's show. Oh yeah. I think I'm going to win him over to my way of thinking. You're going to get him over yeah, there. Yeah, it's going to happen. So. I think it's so. So hold we'll on, see. Aaron.
0: Hold on, it's coming. We got to talk about the news. Can we take some time to run through current events? What is there is happening? All, in all the kinds the news of stuff today? going on right now.
1: Sure. Well, I watched Hannity this morning, so I'm good. <laughs> so you um, know. oh my god! And then I turned over to the uh, gray-haired guy <laughs> on MSNBC. Help me out, Matt. That's your favorite. Um, What's his news name? commentator? Gray-haired uh, guy, you know, very slim, trim, handsome. No, Satanas! Um, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> no, I cannot think of his name right now. But
0: that's good. Yeah, yeah. So, you watch Sean Hannity? What I Sean like to Hannity. do. Uh, what I like
1: to do is just absorb all of the worldly, carnal falsehoods that I can in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that you know, that way, when I read the Bible, you right. know, I can synthesize it somehow. You, you know
0: that now you you l- pass through the lens of right. Contemporary conservatism.
1: I mean, why be shrewd as a Christian? Why concern yourself with false ideologies and worldviews? Just bring it all in, just like a little baby, just crawling it around it. on the kitchen floor, just, just soak, eat whatever you
0: find. Just take a bath in it. Right? It's good for you. It's no problem at all. That's right. You, you won't do with any-
1: roach, you know, whatever you find, just shove it in your mouth there. <laughs> That's right. Okay. No, no, of course not. Christians need to protect themselves and be discerning. That's right. You you can't sit under the f- at the feet of the priests and prophets of this world. And translation expect to have a biblical worldview.
0: Translation. Beware of cable news journalists. We say that out well, loud. yeah,
1: journalists are the priests and prophets of false worldviews. Anderson Cooper. Thank you, Aaron. Anderson, Anderson Cooper, Cooper. Thank you. You can be a Christian journalist. We need more of them. But they are not the ones being platformed. That's right. You will uh, not
0: make that much money. Mainline (laughs) news. So what do we got?
1: What's going on in the news these days? All right. So
0: first, we got to say this. Kanye West is running for president. Is Mm. he actually running for president? I have no idea. Do we know, Matt? Matt? Do we we know? Matt, uh, a resident Kanye scholar? Matt is the resident (laughs) Kanye's. He's submitting late. That's right, because there's a qualifying thing that has to happen. I think that's in july this I no month idea. i think it's this month I'm not totally sure so kanye west is running for president which maybe he's <sighs> actually a christian now maybe I maybe. Don't know. maybe we live in a world where kanye west could possibly be the best candidate for president right now can we just just i'm just gonna put that right there make sure everyone notices who said that this morning
1: <laughs> <laughs> i will say that like when we put all the candidates up there and we were like which one is the most likely to what's which one is most likely a christian we're in a it's a weird world we're living in a weird world it's a scary situation so
0: kanye west 2020 good times everybody's oh saying kanye 2020 in the feed oh <laughs> it's man fantastic. it's a, well one
1: thing we know is it's all a big judgment
0: of us that's on obvious. us from god a that's super why it's such obvious. a joke Super yeah. obvious. Okay, so Kanye West is running for president. What else do we got? Everybody just got doxed in Acadiana. Everybody getting just getting doxed. Churches, we Well, tell us businesses. what you're talking about there. So doxing is this fun thing where people find out information about you and then they publish it publicly. Everybody who got PPP, everybody who got SBA, they are now listed. Those are the government subsidies. Those are the government mm-hmm. subsidies during the coronavirus. Their names are now listed with how much money they got. And directly next to it is how many jobs were supposedly saved with this money, mm-hmm. and in a lot of cases, those numbers don't make any sense. K A T C
1: shared the information. That's out right. Of the uh, goodness, put it all fairness out there.
0: of their heart. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Which, you know, we should say there are things like this. Journalists should probably. This, this, I could is, go with that. Yeah, the journalists should probably be able to do things like this, but this is definitely... I'm glad that Christchurch was political. not on the
1: list. Exactly, Because Christchurch exactly. does not take government funding, <laughs> nor does Christchurch Academy Amen. desire to be intertangled enter- with the government in any way, shape, or form. Because with money comes puppet strings. Well, yeah. every time. Of a lot of reasons, but yes, indeed. Every time.
0: Good times, good times. So what else do we have going on in the news? Um, we're running out of money which is a fun thing to talk about. So so apparently the Mints... Louisiana is, or the federal government? Louisiana is, and I know Michigan is too, and Hmm. I think there's some other areas. Apparently Mints have shut down, and the demand for coins specifically, not paper money, right, Mm -hmm. Right, Matt? It's not paper money, it's coins we're talking about. The demand for coins has increased or stayed Mm -hmm. the same or something like that, and the Mints can't keep up. So we're actually, there's a coin shortage happening in the country right now. And there's yes. a lot of folks who are saying things like, what's that thing called? Fiat currency moving to a virtual dollar. Even more even more fiat.
1: Yeah. Maybe one day we'll do a show on biblical economics and, and discuss how equal weights and measures um, must apply to the government and to mm-hmm. um, the banking system. Absolutely. And why they shouldn't even be involved in determining these sorts of things. But... Right now, we've got bigger fish to fry, I sure. suppose.
0: Sure. Anything else fun in the news? Um, oh, in the idea of doxing, one more thing. The mm-hmm. Ayn Rand Institute. Yes. Do so you know anything about Ayn Rand? I was a
1: huge Ayn Rand fan but when as a baby Christian. As a baby? Yeah, ch- yeah, very well read. So Ayn Rand
0: has accepted what was it like 1.2 million dollars of yes. the P- of the payroll protection plan accepted government money <laughs> yes. for those of you who don't know
1: Ayn Rand wrote uh, a novel Atlas Shrugged Atlas Shrugged where the um sort of the elites the producers and the uh, you know, the great men and women of society went off to the mountains and created their own little community mm-hmm. surrounded by a force field. Away from the government. While, you know, away from the government mm-hmm. so that the government could no longer leech from their greatness mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. the rest of society collapsed in ruins. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of an anti-socialistic um, novel. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's, that's why it's ironic that the, that the Ayn Rand Institute, Institute took
0: government welfare. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> It's weird times that we live in right now. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Super weird times. We need a standard.
1: Uh, ooh. We mm. need something firm to put our feet on. Mm. We need an anchor. You know, everyone says we need to stay balanced. I like that. But on what? You know, on what are we going to be balanced on? What's your balance beam, bro? Exactly. What are we going to be balanced on? What is the standard? What is the rock upon which we build? Mm. That's what our society needs. That's what the church should be able to offer, but unfortunately, not so much. Not mm. doing well. Not doing well with that. No. But before we get into that, I have a solution to doxing. Ooh, I think I do. What's your solution? I'm super interested. I haven't. I have not been publicly doxed before. The anti. Oh well, that it just hasn't happened yet. I mean, I've been publicly heckled before, but not like on the scale that's like been doxed. happening lately. I think what you do is just go ahead and say everything out loud. Upfront, so that maybe they feel like nothing will stick at that point. Mm. It's if you're trying to hide stuff, if you're trying to um, be cool, be popular. If if you're trying to build a brand instead of just being a faithful minister of the Word of God, mm. you're gonna have a hard time in this uh, new day and age. Yeah, just go ahead and be upfront, so that when they're like, "How dare you say marriage is between a man and a woman?" Well, I've been saying that for twenty years. This is not say it new. often, over and over again, on mm-hmm. a loop, just so to make sh- make sure
0: everyone understands that clearly. You can go back and listen to <laughs> like seventy five different sermons, and you
1: haven't built an audience on uh, without having clearly communicated that. Right. So you have no- there's nothing to risk at that point. There's so the nothing they can take
0: from you. Anti doxing.
1: Just go ahead and be just put bold, it all out there. prophetic, right out of the gate, right out front. Just I think that's the closest thing you got. I mean, they're still going to, you know, come at you. Sure. Sure. I think you you come across as less vulnerable if you just go ahead and say it out front. Well, th- that way you don't build up an empire or an audience or a brand or a mm-hmm. paycheck based on vague ambiguities. Really just based on whether or not people like you. Yeah, you're less threatened in that way. Mm. You know, you're know, you going to have a smaller audience, of course, Right, but a more loyal audience.
0: Right. So. I wonder why that is. I wonder why That's people desire to build those audiences. Well, it, uh, well, Maybe it's because people love. They want people to like them. Yeah, of like course.
1: That. Of course. So, well, we ready
0: to get in? Ready to get into it today? I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I, yeah. I saw this. Got any
1: questions before we start, though? Got anybody else? Any other news stories Jared we Vaughn need to cover? has
0: the comment that um, Ayn Rand actually took government welfare herself whenever she was old. I think that's interesting. <laughs> Whoops. Um, Raquel Manuel asks, have we watched Hamilton yet? <laughs> I actually <laughs>
1: banned it from my home. Um, I have no idea what it is, nor have I seen it. <laughs> That's I just it. saw that my uh, teenage daughter was about to uh, watch it, and I was like,
0: Mm-mm. <laughs>
1: "No, <laughs> too too popular.
0: It's too it's too much."
1: If it's I see the much. world jump on, on a bandwagon, you know, I, I make sure me and my kids are going the opposite direction. Some other <laughs> whatever that may be, <laughs> just whatever. It That's is. hilarious. That's right. That's so, hilarious.
0: no, Sh- does she uh, recommend it? Is it good? Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess that she does because Hamilton. of the all caps I see asked in her question. She might, she might've wanted a, uh, might you know, some hot take a, on it, but I don't know anything about it. I, all I saw was Hamilton the was like, the
1: worst founding father. I will say that, but that's more of a history comment than a hmm. drama theater comment. So Who Hamilton, knows? the federalist
0: worst founding father. ever. <laughs> so that's my hot take. Noted. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Uh, let's get into it okay let's go justice i'm done i'm done reading comments today's all about justice Ooh, justice
1: now we called it reformation acadiana okay the name of our show Mm -hmm. because reformed is more than tulip Mm. and if you don't know what tulip is just let it go just let it go (laughs) (laughs) just let it just Let it wash over you. Just let it come and go. Don't worry about it. You'll get there. But if you know what it is, then fine. But being reformed is more than simply having a Calvinistic soteriology. Mm -hmm.
0: If you don't know what that is, forget about it. Just Forget I said it. Just let it go. More than knowing about the Luther insult generator on the Internet. Exactly. (laughs) I love it. Yes. No,
1: to reform is to reform all of life according to the word of God. Not just to have a biblically accurate soteriology, soteriology right. but to align all of your life, both the church, the civil sphere, and the home, mm. with God's Word. Mm. You're speaking Sola my love scriptura, right All now. of scripture, scripture, Scripture ultimately, mm-hmm. right? Scripture is the foundation of mm-hmm. all that we believe and mm-hmm. hold fast to. It is our foundation. It is how we define terms. So, to, so when we say Reformation Acadiana, basically what we want to see happen is that every town in Acadiana be filled with people who are baptized and following Jesus Christ and all that he has observed, faithfully, joyfully, lovingly obeying Jesus. Mm. That's our ultimate goal. Amen. So Amen. that when people move over to Acadiana from Baton Rouge, they get a little nervous. Like They they start walking around wondering if they're next.
0: You know. Are they going to get me? <laughs> Am I the next one to go under? That's right. That's, that's, hilarious. that's
1: our goal. We don't stop until we reach the top. <laughs> we don't stop until we reach that goal. Everyone like, baptized yeah. and obeying faithfully Jesus Christ and his commandments. That's Reformation Acadiana. Toward that end, we are planting churches, building up Christian households, and equipping leaders to follow Jesus Christ in their unique spheres Amen. That's our strategy, that's our goal Amen. And today, under that banner Of reforming Acadiana We want to help Acadiana And the 12 people listening Right? Or the 12,000 hey, people listening 13, 13 so, listening now get it. <laughs> And however many download the podcast later That's right We want to help them understand What the Bible says about justice mm, justice, justice is huge yeah, everybody wants justice these days. Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Right.
1: It's a never-ending desire, hmm. and and no matter how long people have wanted justice, I mean, it was the cry of Martin Luther um, King in the uh, civil rights movement: "Let justice roll down from heaven." Hmm. And, um, it's the it's the cry of of mankind's heart. We want to see justice and equity. We want to see people treated fairly, treated rightly. We want to see people behave rightly and Mm -hmm. be held accountable Mm -hmm. to behave rightly. We desire justice. We're created in the image of God. Mm -hmm. We desire justice. But it's never satisfied in society, and it's constantly, I want justice. We need justice. We demand justice. It's never quite satisfied because they refuse, society at large refuses to look to God's judgment, to God's justice. To God's standard. To God's standard of Mm. justice, his law. Until we learn to look outside of ourselves, outside of this world, outside of, our, outside of the party platforms, mm-hmm. outside of partisan interests, mm-hmm. outside of selfish interests, to God's law, we will never be able to even rightly
0: define justice. That's a very fair point. I mean, think it, up to that point, it'll just be simple, in our society, simple majority rule. People will decide what justice is based on a simple majority vote that's, over and over again, and it'll perpetually be moving. That's
1: right. That is one of the alternatives. If you reject God's law and God's definition of what is right behavior and right treatment of others, God's judgment, how he decides, you will have to, you will have to turn to an alternate God. Hmm. an alternate lawgiver, mm-hmm. like adam and eve what did they say when they rejected god's law the devil said that's how you become like god you reject god's law and you deti- you decide between good and evil mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. exactly what they did that's what society at large is doing mm-hmm. now why do you think people in society really just don't want to look at god's law don't want to consider it want to pretend like it doesn't exist i'm sure that it puts constraints on them well, it, it condemns, it restrains them, but it also condemns them. Mm. It dis- condemns all of us for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. Mm. And that creates a massive blind spot in the unregenerate heart. The unregenerate natural man does not have the power or the will or the ability to look to God's law f- to govern all of life. Hmm. He's, he's, he's he stands at enmity condemned. against it. Mm. Yeah, because it makes him look bad. Mm. Mm-hmm. Natural man does not love the light. He rather loves the darkness because his deeds are evil.
0: Mm. That's
1: that's what Isaiah said. He, he's Isaiah, Isaiah basically said, give us the standard. Give us the law. Give us the statutes of God. And anyone who doesn't have it is in the darkness, and they have no light. Men love the darkness. Men hate God's law. Mm. And so what happens is, as you reject God's justice and God's law, you have to turn to an alternate standard of Right behavior, right treatment,
0: justice. It seems like the things that appeal to right now most is, at least in the Christian culture, would be what I'd call natural law. Right? Wouldn't you, well, wouldn't you think so? Yes, and, that, and
1: that's, a, that's a big ticket item. But there have been Christians over the centuries that have, and non-Christians, deists and Unitarians in particular. I would say some of our founding fathers in particular, mm-hmm. wanted to create a society where men and women could come together of multiple faiths. Hmm. Where a Unitarian and a Trinitarian, where a Christian and a Deist could come together and sort of agree on a common law okay. outside of the Bible okay, called natural law. right? It, that's an essentially Greek idea. That there is a law that can be discovered um, and that man with human reason can discover it and can build a society around it. Hmm. Right? So the founding fathers and, and, and people in that Enlightenment era, they were just starting to discover sort of the, the laws of math and the laws of geometry especially. They mm-hmm. loved geometry. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you study the history of the Masonic movement and things of that nature, these secret hidden bits of knowledge. People were in, sort of into this Greek mysticism. Mm-hmm. And so people began to think that like the law of gravity which had been recently discovered by Newton and 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 other various laws the laws of geometry that men could with reason discover a natural law to govern a society and create a perfect document or create like a perfect system of checks and balances that would that would be sort of like the ideal Form or the ideal nation. And they look to natural law to govern these things. Um, there have been Christians for many years um, and still to this day that still hold to this idea that there is an invisible natural law that man, Christian or non-Christian, can discover and, and come together around. However, I believe that that myth would as far as the world is concerned was totally destroyed by darwin when he when he put, sort of like put the cherry on top of humanism mm-hmm. and said it's all chaos it's <clears throat> random you know and it's evolving to ever you know higher stages of progress Darwin ended this idea of an invisible natural law that men could come together and unite around. Hmm. He ended it. The only people that don't know this are Christians still trying to go down that medieval Catholic route. Okay. 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 What I'm I'm saying, and I wasn't trying to get into all of that in this show. I'm into it now, though. Okay. what (laughs) What I'm saying is that there is a law that we can build a society on. Mm -hmm. And it's not one we discover with our human reason. Mm -hmm. It's one that we submit our human reason to. Now, of course, there is natural law, so to speak. Sure. There's certain things which can be known. Right. But the Bible says says what man does with it, suppresses it. Mm -hmm. And what can be discovered has to be interpreted by what? The Bible. Right. Ultimately, God has given the Bible for society to govern itself with. Mm -hmm. That's why we want to see... Acadiana reformed by teaching them to obey all that Christ has commanded in the Bible. Mm. Here, I'll give you another one though. Okay. Hit me. Hope everybody's ready for this. I'm ready. I'm on the edge. An alternate standard of right behavior and right treatment, Mm -hmm. an alternate standard of justice is social justice.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Let that
1: sink in. Um, Let's watch people's brains explode. Let me go ahead and look over at the comment feed.
0: (laughs) Everybody's still holding on. They're still there. Now,
1: social justice, if we remove the the words social and justice from history, we remove them from textbooks. We remove them from the conversation of elites and academics throughout Western history. And we just take the word social, put our definition with it. Revol- you know, dealing with public issues okay. or issues to society at large. And then we take the word justice and we say right behavior, right treatment. And we say, well, what's wrong with that? Of course there's social justice. Sure. Of course the Bible governs justice as it pertains to the social sphere. Yeah, okay. That's fine. Yeah. Right. The Bible does teach us how to be just societally, okay? Okay. But the term... The technical, political science, cultural worldview term, social justice, is an alternate standard of justice. Hmm. It comes from an alternate worldview. Not a Christian or a Calvinist or reformed worldview. Mm-hmm. It comes from a what's called a Marxist worldview. Ooh, defined. Right. Well, and Marxism is an alternate worldview that has a different view of history. Mm -hmm. It has a different anthropology, a different theology. It's, in fact, totally atheistic. It has a different doctrine of sin, a different doctrine of heaven. It's a totally different religion. Mm So we would take all day to discuss all of these things. But the term social justice is a term that is used to basically say this is right behavior, this is right treatment, and, and the standard that they determine is not the Bible. It's sociology or the experts, Okay. Or the human reason and how we come to figure some things out. Mm, okay. It's an alternate standard of justice when the term is used technically. Okay, a lot of people just trying to be nice. They're not trying to think all technical about this. Mm-hmm. They're just saying, oh, "Of course, God has a standard of justice for how we behave in society at large." Well, of course, we, of course, He does. Mm. But that we're distinguishing that common use from the technical term, right? Well, I'll give you another one if you reject God's standard of law, you can also turn to the Supreme Court, sort of this oligarchy of people who see themselves as supreme mm-hmm. right? That can be your law standard right? Or it could be the vote of majority, democracy mm-hmm. which of course that is worshiping not Jesus but the God of Demos.
0: Right? Whereas with the Supreme Court right now they think they actually right they actually think law comes from them. That okay. when
1: they determine right and wrong, they look to precedent and things that they have done in the past.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not not all of them individually, but as a court. Mm-hmm.
0: Right.
1: Mm-hmm. So, and there's plenty we could say about that. Sure. Maybe we could determine justice by taking a vote. How do you think that would go over? Bad. What, yeah. <laughs> if not now, eventually. What if we just asked our political parties if they could determine what is good behavior and good way of treating one another? Mm-hmm. We just let the political parties determine what is just. Mm-hmm. And you see... As we continue to speak about this, we begin to understand what's going on in our world. There is a civil war taking place right now, a cold civil war. Okay. Like not total open hostilities yet, but an intellectual war and a war in it to to capture the institutions of America. Okay. What are called the robes of America, the okay. churches, the colleges, the school systems, the bureaucratic you know, uh, institutions, the nonprofits. There's a war between um, two different definitions of justice, two different laws, mm. two different lawgivers, two different gods. And as they war with one another, they're trying to gain supremacy and power because in an evolutionary worldview where there is no God, might makes right. Whoever has the power determines what is just. Mm. Whoever has the power writes the dictionary. And you can already see it when you turn on the television. People are rewriting the dictionary. Mm-hmm. This is all one big culture war. It's a struggle between the gods of this age. Mm. And I, I do believe, and, here, and mark my words, if the church, Marked. mark those words, right, if Marked. the Christian church does not get to the point where they can unite around God's word being the standard, Judgment will come, and our lampstand will be removed. Boom. We will be assimilated into these other worldviews. That's what's happening. It's already happening. Okay. Because the church refuses to say the Bible is the standard for all of life, including the civil sphere. Okay? The church is then left to embrace humanistic laws from false gods. That is why the church has a black church and a white church. That is why the church has Republican this and Democrat that. That's why the church is divided. Mm. I do believe that the heart of it is we refuse to look to God's law as the standard for all of life, mm. including the civil sphere. We still want to believe the idea that we can be neutral and we can all come together and agree on something common. We don't have to force the Bible on anyone. Mm. You know, we don't have to hold up biblical standard. We can all come together and agree but hey, they don't even know what boys and girls are anymore. We cannot. The natural law experiment is over. Darwin ruined it, Darwin destroyed it. Now it's whoever is in charge determines justice and truth. It's mm. all relative. It's a big dog fight out there. And the church has got to say no, no, no. God's word, given from Zion, determines what is true, what is false. The church has to say yes and no don't both get a seat at the table. Mm. They can't both be valid options. Truth and falsehood don't get to both sit at the table. Mm. And dialogue, the church has to say God's word is true. Every man else is a liar. Unless we can do that, I think, I think we're done.
0: So, how do we get to that spot? How do we, like, it seems like if the church even now can't agree on that point, there's a long road to hoe. Well, I will say this, that it's okay to some extent because the Holy Spirit
1: is in the world, right? <laughs> that unlike the devil and the kingdom of Satan, Jesus has supernatural power to change hearts okay. and to change minds. Mm. So we can be patient. Okay. How many years did it take us to figure out the Trinity? <laughs> 300 years. Right. So this might take us time. That's some a long council right there. But I'll tell you what, this social justice movement and these riots and this this option these options we have as presidential candidates this this binary choice that we are given mm-hmm. maybe we might wake up to say hey we need a standard upon which to make judgments mm. in all of life mm. maybe this will wake us up we the church has no problem applying the bible to the family mm-hmm. right
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and the church has for the most part, no problem applying the Bible to the church, although there's a lot of verses that they'd like to leave out, right? But we have to apply the Bible to the family, the church, and to the public sphere. That's where we got to get to business, to vocation, to the arts, to sciences, to government, to politics, so all of Christ and all of life. Mm. So how do we get there? Well, what Christchurch is doing is what we're doing. You know? <laughs> this show like this, maybe i convinced convince one or two people.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can uh, start a trajectory after some time.
1: I know I know what I'm passing or to maybe my our kids. kids could. We're going to pass it to our kids, and we have more kids than, than humanists. So. <laughs> <laughs> and well, we I'll protect them. them. We educate them. <laughs> we, don't, we don't farm them out to the government system. Right. We educate them ourselves. Ooh. Mm. So um, we're sharpening our own arrows and preparing them. Yeah. So there may be a certain number of us now. There'll be more next generation. Mm. That's how I think we engage in this culture war, so to speak. So um, if you're listening today and you're tired of the partisan politics, amen. you're tired of all the Republican, Democrat, white church, black church, all of that stuff, you don't know where to stand. Right. Let me tell you, the lies and the power, pl- and power plays, you're tired of all of that stuff, then trust God's way, God's word. There's no other option. Join Christ Church. Right? <laughs> right. If you haven't already, find a good church. Join Christ Church. Learn to observe all that Jesus
0: Christ has commanded. Amen. Learn to align your whole life upon his word. This is not like a, and this is also, we should probably say, not just an overnight switch that you flip necessarily. Like there's a, there's a lot of teachings and things to kind of start settling in. On. Maybe the switch that you flip would be, I'm going to follow Christ in all of life. You mean someone listening that wants to say, "Hey, I want to. I want to be a part of this. I yeah. like this." It's there's a lot of there's a lot of information to kind of sit through and understand. Oh, and things it's like huge. That.
1: Yeah. I'm am certain that much of what I just said went over people's heads. Right. Sure. But,
0: but the print, like if we were to boil it down into one
1: piece, turn off the news, the television, mm-hmm. and ask your pastor for some um, instruction. Boom. Some books, perhaps the Bible, and if your pastor hands you a sociologist book. By Friend. social justice, so and so, or by um I don't know some uh, other um political hack, hmm. then don't read that one <laughs> like oh, turn away from that sort of stuff. Um,
0: look to the Bible, look to God's word. Right? It's such a simple it's such the concept itself is so very simple. It's like guys, the Bible,
1: I feel like it's simple,
0: yeah, I feel like it's common sense. let's go right? let's just go to the Bible. yeah, and I feel like most Christians, whenever they first become Christians, do that automatically? Like uh, yeah, we, they have to be taught not to do that. Right. Yeah. They, we because I remember whenever I first became a believer, it's like I'm like consuming the Bible, I'm reading it like crazy, trying That's to right. understand it. That's right. And I remember a couple of times people came to me and they said, "Now that sounds a little legalistic. Hold on, roll, yeah. roll. Back. Oh,
1: here comes the thought police. Right. And the shashang and stay balanced, brother. Remember the
0: nuance. But I think that if we can return to that, no, just give me, just, <laughs> just give me. <laughs> Mads uh, laughing over there. You heard that a couple times, didn't you, right. buddy? <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he did.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah, no, don't, don't let people domesticate you. Mm. Stand firm in what the Word of God says. That We've got to be able to do that. There's going to be objections, of course, but what about slavery? What about genocide? What about when the Bible says that we stone people for blasphemy? What about this? What about that? Mm-hmm. Well, what about secularism's law and the millions of babies being slaughtered? You mm-hmm. know, if mm-hmm. we want to we compare slaughter to slaughter— Right? Mm-hmm. What about Stalin and his mass murder of millions of people? What law did he stand on? Mm-hmm. What was his standard of justice? Mm-hmm. Like, let's not, let's not pretend that the Bible has a monopoly on hard things and hard truths and hard standards of justice. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of objections, but as a Christian who trusts Jesus and believes that God is good, we got to just go ahead and begin with, I'm going to trust God. And we'll figure it out Start there. You know what I mean? And then we'll figure out how this works. And I have answers to all of those things um, and working through more answers. But if you're going to what about this? What about that? If you're there, just start. God is good. He wants society to flourish. He's not trying to make us all miserable down here. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. He wants society to flourish. He wants to bless his children. He wants to bless this world. He loves this world. And he's given us his word to design society around. Amen. And our families and our church. Amen. Amen? Amen. All right. Um, got a few examples. Good. So help, help people work through this. Okay. Okay. All right. You're taking a look at the notes, people listening a little bit, and maybe they'll have some questions. Yeah. But you saw in the news, perhaps, recently, that a... a I don't know what it was. I didn't, I didn't look at it too closely, but there was a large group of people, call them protesters, call them a riot, whatever you'd like to do, marching out in front of this very wealthy couple's home. Okay. Okay. Did you see that, Matt? Dude, dude was jet, dressed like Sonny Crockett.
0: Y'all oh, the don't, you dude don't know who's been is. memed like crazy. Oh, yes, yes. Pink yes. shirt, I white pants. Now. I mean, 19,
1: 1984, I was rocking that, that, that attire right there. <laughs> I th- dude, I thought I was Sonny Crockett all day. <laughs> <laughs> What's
0: the guy's name with the mustache? Sonny
1: Crockett and Tubbs. Oh my Sonny, god! Oh man, those were the days. So, th- <laughs> this guy had the pink shirt on. He had the white pants. He had the AR. I mean,
0: oh yeah, okay, okay. I know exactly what Beaston. we're talking about. I know what we're talking His about. His
1: wife looked like someone from a nineteen forties spy thriller. She had the little pistol, the little purse, you know, little yeah. purse pistol, little thirty eight, and she clearly did not know how to handle it. She was like <laughs> pointing it at people. It's like, don't don't point it at people, okay? Right, right Unless right. you well, you know, unless you're going to shoot them. But she didn't know exactly what she was doing. I don't, I don't think. Um, but there were, from what I can tell, you know, um, threats being made to them.
0: Hmm. Okay? Okay.
1: By the, the people out in front. Okay. So they held their guns. Now, as a Christian, what can we do to understand this, to learn from it? And perhaps understand how we might respond in some, a certain situation. Okay. We could turn on the news. And I'm pretty sure we could probably figure out which channels are saying what. Mm. Right? Which channels have, have which bias. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which channel is going to p- be the first to point out that the couple is rich and white. Mm. As though that is relevant to justice. You see, that's the thing. This biblical justice and social justice have different markers. Mm. They have different standards. In social justice, to be rich and white means you are already guilty. Mm. So people don't understand. It means you are inherently guilty. Mm. In social justice, the rich are evil. The poor are righteous. And so in social justice, wealth is a hot potato that gets thrown back and forth. Mm -hmm. Whoever has it when they die goes to social justice hell. It's so like, you, you're poor, you get redistributed other people's money, now you're rich, now you're the bad guy. It's a perpetual cycle of destruction and, and nihilism. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the Bible, it says God is for the poor, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But what does the Bible mean? It's for the righteous poor. There's no rest for the wicked. Rich are poor. Mm. God shows no partiality to class or ethnicity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Social justice people who don't hold to the Bible love to quote the Bible is for the poor. God's for the poor. He stands up for the oppressed. Yes, yes, yes. But let's be careful that we don't use equivocation. The Bible means the just poor, mm-hmm. the innocent poor. It mm. doesn't mean the sluggard, the sloth, like the mooch, or the thief. Yeah. It means the innocent poor. And Mm -hmm. when it says the rich, that God's against the rich, it doesn't mean because they have wealth. God promises to give us wealth. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Time and time again, he says, obey your parents and things will go well for you. You'll enjoy a long life. Mm -hmm. It's not because they're rich. It's because they're oppressing the innocent poor. Mm -hmm. See, we have to read the Bible carefully. Social justice people are going to use equivocation, which is a manipulative propaganda technique, Mm -hmm. to rework our brains so we can't think right. Mm. Now you take all of that I just said, you p- turn on the TV, and dude in the pink shirt and the white pants holding the gun in front of a castle. He he's white too, by the way, and he's old, right? Bad guys. The face of bad guys.
0: Mm.
1: Whereas the crowd, how does the how does the TV spin the crowd? Right? You can turn the channel and you have all these different spins. Mm-hmm. They are all pontificating on a particular standard of right behavior and right treatment. Right? What is just? How should these, this couple have responded? Mm-hmm. How should the crowd have responded? The only way the Christian is going to stand and not be tossed to and fro by every wind of narrative and journalism mm-hmm. is if they have the Bible standard. What does the Bible say about protecting your wife? What does the Bible say about bearing arms? What does the Bible say about private property? What does the Bible say about a mob that tries to break down your door, right? What does the Bible say about systemic justice or justice? What does the Bible say about ethnicity? All of these things, if we have the Bible's law in our mind, we can see this situation and we can judge rightly. Mm. So, and whoa, this is, I hope somebody's listening.
0: Oh, they're listening. Okay, listen.
1: (laughs) In the book of 1 Corinthians. Okay. Paul was writing to the church at Corinth, okay? Okay. It was in the, the middle of a time when the Roman Empire was sort of um, f- falling to pieces mm-hmm. and war was breaking out and soon to break out. The slaves, the bond servants, and the poor people within the church could not go to a Roman court and get justice. It was just corrupt. Mm. You know, that was true of society at large they showed partial they showed favoritism to the rich right Mm. um now what paul told the church in corinth was that they should not sue one another in these pagan courts Mm. you know this passage right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but rather go before church courts so that you could get judgment and get justice now just think about this the roman world doesn't know right from wrong doesn't know up from down Mm -hmm. has no standard of justice you can't, you can't get a fair trial. You can't get a fair shake. So what happened in Corinth and in many places in the Roman Empire is the churches established just courts based on God's standard and God's law. And the poor started taking their disputes to them because they, they knew there we could get a fair shake. Mm. They, the people within the church began to go to church courts mm-hmm. so that people who were wise and had the Bible could judge wisely and rightly. We've got to get back to that point where we as Christians can make good judgments. The Bible says we rule and reign with Christ. We share in his inheritance and his throne. Is there not any among us who can see a television event of a a guy in a pink shirt and white pants and a a mob out front and make a judgment call that's wise and biblical? Is there no one among us that can do that? Do we all have to turn to the television to get our narratives and then fight over it? Mm. You see what problem? We're like children, right? Right. This is why we have to have biblical justice instead of the world's various standards, humanistic capitalism, social justice, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I'm in. (laughs) I'm in. So how about I'll give you one more before we look at some questions. Go. Matt, you can answer this for me. Producer Matt. If justice is, I should not steal my neighbor's stuff then all I really have to do to act justly toward him is what? Leave him alone, right? (laughs) Not hard, not hard. Don't steal his stuff. Okay, that's right. But if he has more than I do, he has more money, he has more influence, more possessions, more guns, more whatever. If justice is that he is evil and that I should have some of his stuff, then how do we... Do justice. We need someone or something stronger to take it from him and give it to us. Mm. Who is that? It is the state. Once it is distributed to me, what does the state then do? They continue it, they continue the redistribution. The state grows larger and larger, and it never stops doing justice until it becomes absolute tyranny and Mm. absolute misery for all. Mm. See, if you have a false God and you have a false standard of justice, your entire society will be judged and fall into utter ruin and decay. Mm. If the church does not hold fast to the biblical standard of justice not only will the church be judged with the world, but our nation will be judged as well. Hmm. We have got to unite over the standard of God's judgment and justice in the Word of God. So hmm. much more to say. Got any
0: questions or any thoughts there? Um, everybody no. seems to be listening with you. I, I, we Should got a we question. have justice for George Floyd? Yeah, yeah.
1: Should we have justice for the unborn? Absolutely. Why in the Sam Hill? Are those two things on opposite sides of the aisle? Preach. What is going on? Why is it that we can't have both? If we held to the Bible standard, we could have both. We could have our cake and we could eat it too. Mm. We could have both. Mm-hmm. But as long as we hold fast to godless standards of justice and godless ideologies, we will be divided just like the world is divided. We've got to be able to see the George Floyd case. And make a just determination with Mm -hmm. wisdom and discernment. We need to be able to see the death of the unborn and do the same thing. Mm -hmm. The only way we can do that is what? Look at God's standard. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the the rub. We only will look at God's standard if we are forgiven. If we have experienced the gospel. Super
0: true. Super true. That's right. If we
1: haven't experienced the freeing,
0: the freedom of the gospel, in condemnation,
1: you will not look at God's law. No. You will only look at the other person and say, No, you are what's wrong with society. Mm -hmm. I demand and I will vote for justice against you, Mm -hmm. whereas I am fine and don't need to repent. Mm -hmm. That's why the church has to not only preach the law of God, Mm -hmm. which is the tutor which leads men to. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. The church has got to Amen. redeem. has to recover the gospel of Jesus Christ, proclaim the law and the gospel. If we want to see any form of national healing, mm. we must do that. We, we don't have to be original. We just have to remind them of what God's already said. Mm. Put it in common language. That's Amen. all we have to do. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. So a couple of questions. First, what, what, what would you say? So how does the church start this? How do we engage with the culture around us and start saying, hey, here's the standard, not this. Here's you begin the standard, by building a this. Christian household,
1: having children, discipling them, teaching them God's law, mm. the Proverbs, the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's where you start. You start there. You move from, you move on from that point. Well, let me take it back one more time. You start by repenting Ooh. individually in your own heart. Mm. When you read God's law, the, the first thing you need to do is, how does this apply to me? That's the first question. Amen. Right? Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Not yeah, yeah. how does this apply to, to the viewers of Fox News or CNN. Mm-hmm. How does this apply to me? Mm-hmm. Repent mm-hmm. in the heart. You can't be a faithful minister or pro- prophet or discipler of others unless you've begun there. Boom. So you start in the heart. You're given the gift of self-government, right? Self-control and love and joy and peace it begins there. You build a Christian household. Raise up family. Raise up them little disciples. Amen? You go into the church. You follow all that the Bible says about how to be a church member, church deacon, church elder, whatever your role is. How to be a man in a church, how to be a woman in a church. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. follow all that the Bible says. If you don't know what the Bible says, make sure you're in a church where they are teaching you to observe all that Christ has commanded mm-hmm. in every sphere of life. They're discipling you, in other words. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then, with your vocation... Your individual, unique vocation, mm-hmm. whether that be cowboy or um, <laughs> professional weightlifter or entertainer or pastor, you obey Jesus lovingly, joyfully in the power of the gospel in that vocation. Mm. That's how that's where we start right there. That's Amen. the only way we're going to move forward in this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All the while you're proclaiming the truth, you're living out the truth, you're modeling the truth
0: mm-hmm. as a good witness. hmm. And sometimes being a good witness means saying to the world around you, hey, this is wrong. Amen. Yeah. If you are an, an accountant, you're going to have to
1: live by God's laws. Mm-hmm. Not legalism. This is not legalism. We're not talking about how to be saved. We're talking about what pleases God in this life, how to behave. You understand? We're talking about justice. If you're an accountant, you've got to do rightly. And you're going to have to tell some people, no, 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 this is not right. This is how you behave rightly. Mm-hmm. No matter what your job is, you're going to have to profess as a witness Jesus Christ, and you're going to have to live it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Done. Amen. Amen. What Amen. else we got? Any other questions? That that was a great question.
0: So Ashley Dupuy says in the Corinthian church. So let's say we set up these church courts like Corinth did. How'd they enforce it? Because they don't have the sword, right? No, they don't have the fort. The cor- the sword.
1: So no, how they had?
0: Work? Well, they had the keys, and they have um, church discipline. That's right. The keys in church discipline. So this scenario only works with covenant church members.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it is true that people outside the church came to the church to get good judgment. Mm. Yeah. If, if anyone is coming to this conversation and they're thinking what Brandon is saying is that the church is going to be the government over everyone, they're putting words in my mouth. Like mm. they haven't, they're, not, they're not listening. That's not at all what we're saying. We're saying there's the church, the state— and the family each one has their own unique roles mm-hmm. but when the state is corrupt you don't want to bring your case to a corrupt judge do you you want to get a couple of wise people around you and ask them to de- to deliberate for you mm. you want to find a Solomon somewhere and ask him to decide for you so you can do that within the scope of a church covenant right. we got some other ones Oh, I, got, I, I, got see, got I one see you for snickering you. and giggling I over got there. one for you
0: Matt's laughing too All right, here we go. Pastor Kirk says, Oh, 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 here we go. go. Is there a biblical case for the federal government paying reparations to descendants of African slaves? He also says, light work, guys. Go for it. That's right. (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good
1: one. Yeah, I I think, you know, I believe in reparations and I believe in restitution for sure. I think where we're going to have a huge problem is how to go about doing that.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm.
1: How to go about doing it. So that's going to be that would be where the difficulty is
0: exactly how to execute it how to execute but it the principle On, by what like, standard the
1: principle is
0: yeah there's, there we believe in, be... I believe in restitution
1: yeah. I believe in reparations uh, you have to be able to, to to show in court that damages have been done to you mm-hmm. personally you have to be able to show that in court you know I've, I've been kind of uh, worked over someone broke a contract and I considered suing them The lawyer said you have to go to court and you have to prove the damages that have been done to you individually. So, when we're talking about reparations in the world, very often they're talking about classes of people. And it's another way of simply saying redistribution of wealth from one class to the next. Mm -hmm. They're Mm -hmm. not trying to be nuanced about this. This is, you know, a play. Okay. But so, but biblically, we believe in reparations, or another word is restitution. Mm -hmm. But you have to be able to demonstrate damages to you personally. And, and then it has to be able to be administered. Mm-hmm. So that's where it's going to be very difficult. You know, yeah. For example, um, if we wanted to make restitution to African slaves, we would have to find out who was um, enslaving them. You know? I'll be pretty snide about it, but it's the Democrat Party. right? If we want to find out who was oppressing them with Jim Crow laws, was the Democrat Party, hmm. the KKK Democrat Party. Black Codes, Democrat Party. Like, so if we're going to do reparations, you know, take some money from the Democrat Party. I'll be down with that.
0: (laughs) So but anyway, that was just a little snide remark. Kirk says he has plans of how it could be done. We just got to put plexiglass in first.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Amen. Yeah. I, I, I think that particular discussion brings huge division and fight in our society. I I don't think that it would bring peace. It wouldn't be like biblical restitution where there's dignity and reconciliation. I don't think that's what the world is up to. But in principle, I'm all for reconciliation, restitution,
0: um, if Mm. damages have been done. Amen. Mm. Amen amen good good well, one I thanks we'll, for that softball there pastor we'll, we'll finish with those slow ones across the plate yeah there you all go. right guys thank y'all so much for joining with us again for another episode of god and government if you want to catch our other episodes you can go follow us on facebook facebook facebook, facebook. i got my southern drawl coming oh, out yeah. there for a second uh, follow us on Facebook, Christchurch Media. You can also go to wearechristchurch.com slash media to follow more of our information there. You can also search for us on sermonaudio.com keyword we are Christchurch or on any podcasting platform that you may have on your phones at any point. So thank you guys so much for coming, being a part of what we've been talking about today. Discussion has been great. If you got any questions, feel free to email them to me at any point, stuart at com. And until then, we will see you all next time. Next time.